What up, y'all? I'm JT, Chef Tickles, the Alaskan Sniper. I'm here with your boy, Chris Easy, Deuces Minus One, and Chris Evans. What up, what up? We're joined here with our man, Big Daddy, the boy himself, Raf Sani. What it do, baby? DB, the assassin, Sharp Knuckles. How's it going? And let's get into it. This is Hoop Session. All right, what's up, guys? Back again for uh, episode nine, Hoop Session. Uh, so we're going to be talking in Western Conference divisions. Going to break down each division, uh, each team, similar to what we did with the Eastern Conference last episode. Uh, just kind of go through and uh, see what everybody's ceiling, what everybody's floor is, uh, if there's going to be any um, potential trades or other expectations. Um, so Pacific Div- Division starts us off with a, a loaded division, first of all. If you guys look at that, it's absolutely crazy. Um, but DB, Golden State, obviously a huge blow losing Clay. Um, so where do you see them coming into this season? Yeah, man. But uh, speaking of stacked divisions, though, like last week, we failed to mention how stacked the Atlantic division was. Like that, that's, that's a bad division to be in, man. You've played each other eight times. So we didn't really go over that. I feel like I got to like redo my whole, like, <laughs> whole thing from last week, man. Because yeah. like, those guys all dropped down a couple points. Yeah. They, might be, like, like, they might be in like the third, fourth position now. But yeah, man. Golden State. Let's get into Golden State. Um, man. What can we say about Golden State? Uh, last year was obviously a write-off, right? Mm-hmm. That was basically they put that to the side. Um, injuries. Uh, that's basically all it was, injuries for them. Um, but, you know, that's expected when you go to the finals like 15 times in a row. <laughs> yeah, <right>? exactly. <laughs> like, they, were just, times, they just played too many minutes. They just put too many minutes on those bodies, right? They went to the USA. Uh, like, they played for the Team USA. They did all that, right? So it was just too much for them, man. Uh, but Steph is going to be back, which is a huge, huge bonus. But Clay's going to be out, right? Clay uh, yeah. has another injury. Achilles this time, right? His right Achilles? Is that yeah. what it is? I think it's left Achilles. It, it, or whatever opposite leg, right, maybe. It's opposite. Yeah, it's opposite. Yeah. yeah. Opposite leg. Which is yeah. crazy. Which is yeah, crazy because it, it shows how much stress you're putting on it, right? Like, mm-hmm. man, everyone's blowing out their Achilles. But I think, honestly, um, they have a lot of upside. They just got another – they got the second overall pick, Right. They got James Wiseman, which has a lot of upside. I don't know how he's going to be in this kind of league because he's a little bit big, right? Mm-hmm. He's 7'1", 247, like 247 pounds. He's a big boy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think they have a lot of potential, like I said. This year, again, I don't think they're going to be like big-time contenders. Like they do have like Kelly Oubre, Kent Bazemore, all these guys that could play really well. Obviously, Wiggins as well. He actually played pretty well last year for them. So It's not bad, I think, right? uh, He's not bad. I think they have a good like – team all around and I think they could do mm-hmm. really well but I I think their ceiling for this year is like the fourth in the west I don't think they're going to do much better than that and I yeah. think the floor I don't know man can they can they miss the playoffs do you guys think it's possible to miss the playoffs for them I think a play-in upset game, a play-in game upset I think is possible for Golden State you think so I think so I think I think Steph is good enough with the pieces they have to make the playoffs. If yeah, so, yeah. I think it has to, right? Like, he, I think he yeah. has to. Like, with that kind of culture that they have there, too, like, they have a winning mentality. They, they know how to win. They've done it before. That makes it, like, just a little bit easier. I think they have to make the playoffs, but I think, like, in that, what, sixth spot? Maybe seventh spot? I don't, I don't know. But I think they'll make the playoffs. Uh, and I think they could upset a team, maybe, but not if they catch, like, an, a Lakers. The Clippers, I think they might be able to upset, to be honest with you. Uh, but, yeah, that's basically it on them, man. 
Yeah, straight up. And, and like we were saying with the loaded division, you know, so Stefan is going to have, he's going to have to play all those games, right? I don't see him being able to kind of take any games off when you're playing Clippers, uh, Suns and Lakers, what, seven, eight times each. That's like, you know, almost a 30 year season right there playing those teams. So <laughs> crazy, man. Um, That's actually crazy. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, you know, they got Sacramento in there as well, kind of a dud, but Clippers losing a couple pieces, gaining a couple pieces for us. How do you uh, look at the Clippers coming up into this next season? What do you expect from them? Um, the Clippers are going to be an interesting team, man. Um, last year, I mean, to start the season, they were favored to win it all. Um, I mean, we all knew that. Uh, at one point, I actually thought that they, they might take it all too. Coming into this year, like I know, like I don't think anyone really thinks that anymore. Um, if you, but if you look at the roster, um, overall, it's essentially the same. Uh, the key players, other than losing Montrez Harrell, which was huge. Uh, you lost a, a guy who was giving you 20 and seven or eight every night. Mm. Um, but they got Ibaka back, which, I mean, it's definitely a downgrade, but he does offer that floor spacing, uh, that three-point shooting. Uh, he still gives you a like, solid defense. Uh, he doesn't give you as much energy as Harold would, um, but the effort's going to be there. Um, but it's going to be tough. Um, I mean, I feel like they, they are a top four team. If you still look at it with Kawhi and I mean, and what he's proven and with Paul George, if, you know, if pandemic P uh, turns out, <laughs> turns out to just be a one-time thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Honestly, I can see their ceiling being a, a two seed. Like, I can see them being good enough to claim that two spot, but I also think there's about four teams in the West that can be that number two seed. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, their, their, their floor, though, um, I think the worst they do is fall out of the top, top four. They take that maybe they, that five or six seed, and that's, that's if everything goes bad. I mean, that's, that's like a really bad season for them if they end up being the five or six seed, because that they might not get out of the first round. Uh, right. Yeah. With how stacked it is, right. They yeah. might end up getting like a Dallas in the first round or something like that. Right. So I think keeping trying to get in the top three is going to be pretty crucial for them. Yeah. Um, you think, you think Abak is a downgrade on, on Harrell? I think honestly, they're about the same. If not, Abak is a little better. Like he's definitely better offensively. You know, he can shoot it and whatnot. He's more athletic, uh, not more athletic, but he's more versatile. I think. And yeah. he's a better defender too, I think too. Uh, yeah, on the better on the better defensive part, I would I would disagree. I think Ibaka might give you that uh, that little bit of like shot blocking that might see, seem mm-hmm. like he might be better overall. I think he just has better timing with it. But I feel like that uh, extra effort that Montrez gives uh, is just it's something else, and mm-hmm. uh, it's something that his teammates feed off of. And I think you're going to yes. see that that piece missing. Uh, in the Clippers uh, this coming year. Man, Mon- um, Montrez, Montrez is a dog and Ibaka doesn't yeah. have that dog in him, at least no, not, not as anymore. much as Montrez. Yeah. yeah. So that's why, that's where you're really going to feel it. Like Pat Bev is Pat Bev, but you're going to feel it when you don't have yeah. Pat Bev and Harold on that team at the same time. Ibaka was a dog in OKC. If you go, go back to OKC Ibaka, yes, that's a different story. Uh, Ibaka right. today, I, th- I think it's a little different. Man, he's put some miles on him, though, right? Like, Ibaka's yeah. put a lot of, like, mileage on himself. And he, I mean, he's, he's, he's an older guy in the league now, right? He's not going to give you that same you're like, impact coming off the bench, especially. Like, when Montrez comes off the bench, that's just automatically, like, two or three offensive rebounds. He's going to run it paint to paint. Like, yeah, 
you're right. He's, he's going to be missed. He's going to be missed. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's going to be a huge part of the Lakers growth this year, right? Is Trez coming off the bench with Schroeder. Um, you know, we might as well get right into Lakers right there. Like, like I said, picking up Schroeder, picking up Montrez, picking up Gasol. Um, they re-signed Quinn Cook, which is whatever. Um, Avery Bradley left, Rondo left, and Dwight left. So, um, and JaVale, they traded away JaVale. So they, they pretty much just upgraded their bigs and, and got a little bit more security, ball security off the bench. Um, I think they'll miss Bradley and Rondo, both of them. But, you know, between the different injuries and Bradley not even coming to the bubble, they pretty much got like 75% of one player out of two of those guys. Um, Rondo was huge, huge, huge for them in the finals. But, you know, like I said, picking up Schroeder, that's definitely an upgrade. Gasol, that's a nice, nice pickup for, uh, you know, banging in the West and taking a bit of uh, pressure off of AD. I think um, – you know, obviously the ceiling for them is championship, right? They, they have to win a chip or else it's going to be a failed season. <laughs> so um, back, going back to back is kind of their ceiling and their floor would be like a second round exit to, I don't know, Dallas just scares me this year. Like if they get matched <laughs> up with like a, like a Dallas in the second round, that's that's terrifying. And you never know. All AD has to do is tweak, tweak something, right? So God, God forbid, but... LeBron know, still really- does it, man. Yeah, LeBron definitely still does it. It's a shorter season. LeBron still gets them past Dallas, though, man. I don't think, think so? I, I don't think LeBron lets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think LeBron is still LeBron, man. LeBron. That's basically what you got to say about LA, man. They have a lot of good players, but LeBron. They have LeBron. He proved it again last year, man. I I, I was the biggest hater on LeBron, and now mm-hmm. I just he's the best, man. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I think he's, they're trying to just puff everything up around him so that they, he doesn't have to do as much. But, you know, we, we'll say this a million times, playing each other in your division so much um, is definitely going to take a toll. Shorter season is, is going to matter as well. So I think Kuzma really, is really the guy that needs to step the fuck up. He needs to step up to be like an actual, like, good piece for them. He showed a little bit of effort on defense. Like, I was actually quite impressed with his defense in the bubble. But like he needs to actually turn into like a starting like three and D type guy for them to actually for them to like have more than just like this year and next year with Braun or or whatever it actually turns out to be. Like Kuzma is kind of the piece that needs to step up, but you know, I think there'll be tons and tons and tons of coverage over Lakers, even from us over the next couple of days. So we can probably just move on from there. <laughs> <laughs> um Phoenix, another exciting team that kind of added a lot of pieces. So, um, DB, what do you think about Phoenix there? Oh, man. Um, Phoenix is a, is a wild card kind of for me. I don't, I don't know how they're going to do. I know picking up uh, Chris Paul is massive just to teach him how to win. Like, Chris Paul, as, as annoying as he might be to a lot of people, uh, he's, he's one of those guys that just can't lose. Like he can't take losing and he, he makes you a better player. Like he just, he just does it. Um, so I, I think that's a huge, huge pickup for them. And I think that's going to really boost Booker's game. Uh, it's just going to allow him to not have to be ball dominant, come off picks, come off screens, just get those easy looks once in a while. So I think that's going to be really big for them as well. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's the big points for me. Um, other than I, I personally think they should get uh, Kelly Oubre. I think that's, uh, that's one of those pieces that they're going to miss. But they did pick up uh, Jay Crowder, which I think is also pretty big. Uh, Jay Crowder is going to be big on a lot of teams just being a 3 and D guy. I think like, uh, 
I think he would be really well suited for like a championship caliber team like uh, the Lakers. Like if they could have got a Jay Crowder type guy as well, I think that would have been huge for them. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's got that, uh, you know, ability to win as well. So I think they could, uh, their ceiling could be like a eighth, seventh seed, maybe eighth seed in the West. Uh, and I, I honestly think that they could um, also just be like a 12th to 13th seed as well, like as their floor. 13th seed even like I don't know like if Chris Paul has a little bit of an injury or something like that they could easily be a 13th seed so yeah exactly because you know CP and Booker is obviously their their two-headed snake there but after that it, it really falls off like Aiton is a nice piece he's not really scoring for himself you know um they have some, um Dario Saric still nice piece not really going to score for mm-hmm. himself really like he'll he'll need some nice touches uh, Cam Johnson is, I think, projected to start over there. So he looks okay. But again, he's going to need some time to grow. So I don't know. I think they could do a little bit higher than maybe like the eighth seed. They might be able to sneak into like a seven, possibly. But um, again, yeah. super, super tough division. Uh, Chris, we haven't heard much from you. Jump over to Southwest <laughs> and, and let's talk about Zion in New Orleans. Uh, I just want to touch on that Pacific division. Like how Daniel said, you compared it to the Atlantic in the East, how every night's going to be a mm-hmm. dogfight and every team mm-hmm. is playing each other seven, eight times. I think yeah. it's going to be cool to see all those teams play, but the fact that they're all these strong teams are playing each other all the time is going to water down each team's record. Whereas mm-hmm. like maybe a team like, um, like the Dallas, like a Dallas team would come out because they have such an easier division would come out as the number one seed in the West. So I feel like with that, comparing the, the separate divisions and saying how strong like the Atlantic is, the Pacific is the same way. Like you get Lakers Clippers sure. eight times a season. That's going to water mm-hmm. one of the, or both teams record, depending on how they do. Right. Exactly. Good point. Yeah. But New Orleans, um, I'm excited to watch them a full season of Zion. I know the NBA is spoon feeding Zion to all of us. <laughs> but it, will be, it, man. it will be fun to watch them. Um, I think their ceiling is like pushing a team to game seven in the first round. I think like as a lower seed, pushing a, one of the higher seeds to a game seven, I think that's their ceiling. They don't, they won't go any far further in the playoffs, but I do have them as a high floor being like a nine, 10 seed losing in the play in tournament. I don't think they'll drop any further than that. They have quite mm-hmm. good core of young guys that maybe might be able to do some damage, especially because they didn't play in the playoffs this past year. They're fully rested. They might come out of the gates blazing hot. Uh, I just read uh, earlier today that Zion has no minutes restriction heading into the season. So mm-hmm. that should be fun to watch. Very yeah, happy. They got about a new that. coach. A new coach, new yeah. Coach. So yeah. the loss of Drew Holiday is going to be tough. Um, but I think the way the Pelicans go is how Lonzo goes. If Lonzo can keep this team in check and keep like Zion and Ingram and JJ Redick all happy. Um, that new kid or kid, new kid from last year, Jackson Hayes, he's going to be a, um, a good pickup for them. I think that starting front court, I guess, yeah, they do have Steven Adams as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that starting front court of Zion and Steven Adams is going to give a lot of teams problems. I think early in the season, <laughs> I think these guys are going to bang with the top teams in the West Some quite, quite like, strongly and i think they might be able to pull out a few wins here and there off of upsets against like the lakers or the clippers those top echelon teams and those wins are probably very important for them getting into that play-in tournament into that six seven seed potentially 
So yeah, I'm excited with how this Pelicans team is going to look. And I guess we'll be seeing them. I think they have like 14 or 11 national TV games this season, which is in in the top five of the league, which is quite crazy. So we will be watching a lot of them. Right. Yeah. Of course, until Zion uh, is there, we'll be watching a lot of New Orleans. (laughs) Uh, Fraz, you got anything on on New Orleans and Zion? Fuck. um, It's funny enough. I was just on Instagram uh, today. I don't know if you guys saw, but it was a Zion talking about Steven Adams. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was hilarious. Zion was talking about, he's like, man, I used to think I'm strong. And like people were saying, like, you know, like I'm a strong dude. He's like, he's like, yo, you guys need to check out Steven. Like, he's, like, yeah. like, he's like, Steven is strong. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's actually just like, man, he, when he walks into a fight and just like walks in with his arm out and just kind of pushes everyone apart. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> He's like, he's like, we do. I'm just like, I'm like, my God. I'm like, that guy would probably swap me like a fly. Like, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And, I, and I'm a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> but man, uh, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm super excited to be watching uh, New Orleans basketball. Uh, the NBA spoon feeding it to, to the fans. I'm gladly taking those spoonfuls, man. I'm, I think they're going <laughs> to they're going to be super exciting to watch uh i think as unfortunate it is uh with drew holiday being gone uh it really opens up more more space for the young guys to kind of try what they want and see see what they can what they can do yeah it'll be fun yeah yeah definitely it'll be fun um one of probably the biggest teams that i'm excited to watch is dallas and luca so chris run us through what you think we got there uh hopefully kp can stay healthy I don't know what the timeline for Dwight Powell coming back. I know he did his Achilles um, before um, we shut down even for the bubble. So what do you think about Dallas there? Um, I'm excited. Like, I think all of us are probably really excited to see Dallas play. Uh, Fingers crossed that KP does have a full season. If he does and Lucas stays healthy, I think that's going to be the team to beat in the West. Um, Lakers obviously are there, but I think Dallas is the one – that could make some noise in the Western conference. Um, it's going to be a Lucas show though. He's going to put up MVP numbers just like last year, but I think he's going to be even more dominant this year. I think wow. he's, he's going to be the clear favorite for MVP this season. Um, but not just a little bit by a lot. I think, I think this I is, so. this is his, his year, his year to really put himself and Slovenia on the map. Really? I'd say, <laughs> um, yeah, especially like like we talk about this almost every episode about how you're playing seven, eight games each in each division. That division that they're playing in is quite weak right now. No disrespect to San Antonio, Frez, but the Rockets <laughs> with the Rockets about to implode, you have Boogie and Wall, two players coming off of injuries. It's sort of like Dallas's division for the taking. And I like I said earlier with the, how weak the division is, um, Dallas can pick up all these easy wins against the teams like San Antonio, the teams like the Houston, if they don't do well, the teams like New Orleans as well. So, I mean, this team is somebody to look out for. And I think they, they can easily be first seed in the West. Um, wow. They're, they're sealing Western Conference game seven buzzer beater loss is my ceiling for them. <laughs> I think they, they can go quite far in the West. <laughs> and then their their floor obviously is the first round exit uh, being upset around the third seed seed i don't think they're going to drop lord in the third seed barring luca and kp stay healthy so yeah right very so exciting. who are they losing who's hitting that game winner oh probably ad not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, good shit. They're uh, definitely exciting. Is Tim Hardaway still there? I forgot. Did they get rid of him? Um, let's see. <laughs> Either way, like I think uh, Luca will be feeding all those guys nicely. Like all the they lost Seth Curry. I'm not sure if they have Hardaway, but you know they still have other guys who are shooters around them. KP. They got Josh KP. Richardson too, right? Oh, okay, nice yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. But for the thing, them, actually, the yeah. thing with Dallas is tough because, like, other than Luca and KP, the rest of the squad isn't really strong. Like, they're they're players that do their role can hit jumpers, but they're not they're not anybody you you'll that's like real yeah. right home to. Like, fuck, like it's no. Luca and KP show really, and if KP's out, it's the Luca show. So that's going to be tough, but we'll see. Yeah, 100%. You're right. If they definitely want to, like, jump that – like, jump over the edge and win a championship, I think they need another piece. I don't know. I'm not too confident in them being third seed, but we'll see, man. Um, You mentioned Houston. They're shaking things up. Obviously, that we had the Russ and John Wall flip. DB, what do you think about Houston? Are you still a fan, or, or what's going on there? So I don't know, man. Uh, I'm not a huge fan anymore. I'm going to say that. Uh, if they get rid of Harden at this point, I'll be a fan because I, I, I like Wall and Boogie together. Yeah, finally. <laughs> finally, four years too late, probably. But man, like, yeah. imagine those guys together four or five years ago. That'd be a deadly combination. That'd be, oh, man, I wish it happened. But I mean, we get it now, I guess. Um, both of them coming off yeah. really, really bad injuries repeatedly. So yeah. Um, I'm not really sure what's going to happen with this team, to be honest with you. Like, there's nothing that it's everything's just up up in the air with them. Like, is Harding going to stay? Is he going to go? Is he going to be a whiny little star and sit out games and just force his way out, or is he going to play a little bit and see what happens and they could actually deal him and get some pieces back? I, I really don't know what's going to happen with this team. Um, so for that for that reason, honestly, I'm going to say that if they lose Harden, they're going to miss the playoffs. Um, if if they keep Harden. Uh, then they could be like a fourth, fifth seed still. I think they could still make that happen if they keep Harden all, all season long. <laughs> but honestly, the way that team is built right now, I think either way, um, I think they're going to miss the, they're going to get eliminated maybe like game seven of the first round if they get in. Mm-hmm. Game right, six, yeah. game seven. If they get in. Yeah, they almost did this year against OKC, right? <laughs> they almost did with Harden. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah. And they're Westbrook, a huge right? wild card. And Westbrook, yeah, they're a huge wild card, right? They lost Daryl Morey as well. They have a brand new head coach who I think uh, they just promoted within. Somebody yeah, it was super a, yeah. young. Yeah, so. Um, That's right. Yeah, they're, they're super big wild card. Like you said, maybe a top four or something like that. Maybe they're in the play-in tournament and they're trying to tank it. <laughs> who the heck knows? Um, from everything I'm hearing, apparently the Harden trade is going to happen sooner rather than later. But the Houston doesn't have to trade them, right, if they want to keep them. They, they keep them, and I think Harden might be the kind of guy that would like sit out. But I think ultimately he would be, he would just play. I think. Do you, do you think Harden has a? Does Harden have no trade clause? For sure, anybody has a no trade yeah. clause. Yeah. So he can choose if they send them off to somewhere shitty. I think so. I think he's good enough. No, he. To... No, he does not. No, no, they, they can send them anywhere they want. Oh man, I'd love no, Houston no to clause. send them yeah. somewhere. Just like Minnesota or something, just get out yeah. of here. <laughs> well, that actually, that actually is something I've heard a possible Harden trade to Sacramento um, for you know Buddy Heel, Bagley, Barnes, and some money. You know they don't get a whole ton back, but it's just something I heard as a possibility. So you could possibly be seeing him down in Sacramento, just 
you know, dying like many stars have. So um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to Memphis, uh, they're actually a team I really like, like, and, and a team that I could see myself watching a lot. Chris, how many um, national TV games do they have? I couldn't tell you. Probably one. <laughs> one probably, probably one. <laughs> well, they, they look pretty nice. Obviously, Jaw is, is an animal. He's a freak of a player. Um, I, I think it just got released a couple of days ago that Justin Jackson Jr. Or sorry, Jaron Jackson Jr. is uh, not going to start the season. So that's a huge loss for them to start off the season. Uh, so big Valanchunas will be starting there. Um, also, Winslow is still going to be out missing the start of the season. So those are two, like, you know, obviously huge pieces from their team that are not starting the season. So expect a slow start from them. Like you said, Chris, Dallas to probably eat up some nice wins over them. But they still have Dylan Brooks and Brandon Clark, two Canadian boys who are have been promising, it feels like. Like, you know, Dylan Brooks more so. Brandon Clark, I think, is a rookie. Um, but Dylan Brooks, we feel like – I feel like I've been hearing about him being a good prospect for so many years now. It's finally time. I think he needs to, like, step up and actually be that starting small forward that, like, that Memphis is trying to give him. They don't really have a whole lot after that. You, you know, they have Grayson Allen and whoever. Uh, so, you know, for them, ceiling, I think, is like a seven seed. Like, straight up, they just make the playoffs. I think that would be huge for them. Um, and the floor, I think, would be missing the playing tournament entirely if these injuries kind of persist and something else kind of happens, somebody else goes down, um, and, and they don't get the majority of the season with most of those guys. I think they easily could miss the playing tournament and uh, just try to pad, this, pad the draft for next year. So, anybody got anything on Memphis? I think it's going to be tough for teams like Memphis, especially with like nagging injuries, because you're cutting 10 games off the season, right? It's only 72 game season. Mm -hmm. So it's now mm -hmm. those 10 games, you sort of can have like the Kawhi's or LeBron's can get those 10 games to rest. But now if yeah. you take those 10 games away and now all games matter really for the most part, you're sort of like in a hoop if you get injured and you have to like recover guys, the guys are going to be recovering faster and thrown back into action faster. So it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Well, I think the season ends at the same time, right? I think just, just a starting bit later. later, right? Yeah. Okay, but it's just because we're starting later too. But, you know, I think they Memphis wished the season st stopped 10 games earlier last year because they would have been the seventh seed and <laughs> they would have yeah. got screwed. Yeah. yeah. Um, Frost, talk us through San Antonio and your boy DeRozan, <laughs> who has just voted – <laughs> uh, what the 82nd best player in the league or something like that oh man i've i've given up uh, looking at those stupid espn rankings man yeah. <laughs> when they say lonzo ball is better i'm like I'm, i don't <laughs> i stopped reading <laughs> um on, honestly man uh i wish i was talking about the spurs of of the past but uh unfortunately they aren't what they used to be um, the roster hasn't really changed much from last season. Uh, they lost Bryn Forbes, but, uh, I mean, he wasn't really a, a big part of the team. He's a good shooter, but that was, that was really it. Um, they still got Aldridge, DeRozan. Uh, DeJounte Murray is finally going to be fully healthy. Um, yes. I think that's the, that's the really nice part, uh, like, for San Antonio this season, is to see what he can really do. Because we've seen uh, what he's capable of, especially defensively. Um, with that reach that he has. But if, if his offensive uh, game has developed uh, even a, a bit more, uh, he, he's going to be a, a nice young player to watch. Um, mm -hmm. Ceiling, as, as sad as this 
as sad as it is for me to admit, uh, if San Antonio makes the playoffs, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the West is just too good. Um, Aldridge is unfortunately, unfortunately a little too old. Um, yeah. Yeah, their floor. I mean, their floor is definitely missing the playoffs. I can see it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. the sad part. Uh, Greg Popovich, obviously unreal, um, but he can't. I mean, he can't just coach his team to be that much better. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. think uh, DeRozan plays the whole season there, or do you think he's gone at some point? I would hope they blow the team up and they trade Aldridge and him both at the deadline. Okay. Okay, yeah. that's nice. Where would you like to see them end up? <laughs> Um, Aldridge, I'd be nice for him to go back to Portland. I'd kind of like to see that happen. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, I because he's still good. He's still like yeah. You know what? I can't or what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would definitely get rid of Cantor. I, I'm sorry, man, yeah. but uh, <laughs> my brother, but. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it, it would be nice uh, if I could see him uh, end up there, finish it off with Dame. Uh, I think he only has about two years left uh, of yeah. being a really productive NBA player. Um, yeah. DeRozan, uh, DeRozan, when I heard uh, rumors to the Lakers, I was, like, unbelievably excited. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just because I'd like to see him go back to his hometown. Uh, I hope he doesn't go back to the Raptors. Um, apart from that, I'm not sure what other team could really use him. He could be pretty exciting to watch in Denver. I think that might be a nice little. Yeah. yeah. Um, I looked the yeah, I looked a lot at trades with Denver. You know, they have a lot of pieces that could come back that I think Pop would be interested in. But maybe um, DeRozan for uh, Gary Harris, Will Barton, yeah. DeRozan exactly. and something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the money matches there. I think DeRozan's pushing 30 mil next year. So, um, yeah, I think uh, moving over to the, you know, we've been talking about divisions a lot. I think by far the weakest division here in the Northwest, you got Utah, Portland, OKC, Minnesota, Denver. So this really reinforces my hot take of uh, the change my mind episode where I said Portland will be the number two seed this year. So barring injuries, of course, hopefully, um, like I said, they'll be able to do that and just just stay right behind the Lakers. But um, before we get into Portland, uh, Chris, why don't you take us through Utah? They made a couple of moves. They brought Derek Favors back into the building. So uh, what, what are your expectations for Utah? I honestly feel Utah is the Indiana of the Western Conference. They're always there. They're always in the 4-5-6 seed. They always maybe upset you in the first round or take you far in the first round. But there's nothing really exciting about that donovan mitchell did get that big contract they play sort of exciting sort of not so i can't really say too much more about that it's just one of the teams i don't really have any interest in watching consistently on a consistent basis type of thing yeah i think i think good point with that the only thing that i would really add that i'm excited to see is boyan bogdanovich healthy He's a nice piece for that team, um, especially with Joe Ingles. He played like absolute dog shit last year. Um, he's getting a little bit older. So, you know, if if Donovan has that like just knockdown shooter in the corner with uh, Boyan, like that's pretty nice. And he's a good he's a good defender as well. So he's a good good player to have. And then um, hopefully Mike Conley can go back a little bit towards his, his former self. Um, but, yeah, not too high on, on, on Utah. Um for, as I said earlier, I, I'm thinking Portland's going to be the number two seed. What do you think about that? Um, I think 
You know, honestly, they could. Uh, Portland uh, made it to the Western Conference Finals not too long ago. Yeah. Um, I think uh, this year. We all know how that went. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But, hey, (laughs) that's how it would have went with a lot of teams. (laughs) Yeah. Um, They added uh, quite a few nice pieces uh, this offseason. Robert Covington, uh, I'd say, was the nicest piece that they got. Um, he's going to stretch that floor. Uh, he's going to play defense. He's going to give you that effort. Um, very, very nice piece to have. Uh, Ennis Cantor, uh, so de- he's a decent backup. Um, I mean, honestly, losing Hassan Whiteside, uh, you just lost a bit of defense there, but with him, you never know uh, when he's going to try. Uh, so he can kind of give no effort for five games and- and try for one game, and then he gets, like, 20 points, 25 rebounds, and, like, nine blocks. Who's that, sorry? <laughs> That's, like, Hassan Whiteside. So, oh, he, he left. He's in, uh, yeah, he's he's in Sacramento. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's gone, yeah. So, I mean, Ennis Canner won't give you that, <laughs> but he'll be oh, a little... Oh, I see, I see. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I think they end up a three or four seed at best. Uh, Dame is going to have a crazy MVP-like year. That's that's a prediction. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I think he's going to go off. I think he's going to average like at least it. 30 points a game. Yeah. Um, Derek Jones Jr. is another nice little piece they added. Uh, if, if he uh, picks up his defense a little bit, um, he can get some nice uh, minutes on that team. Uh, re-signing Rodney Hood, even though he's coming off an injury, was also, I think, uh, pretty clutch. Yeah, also uh, Achilles. He was also playing Achilles. really well, though, right before he got injured. He was playing yeah, very, man. very well. Yeah. Yeah, he's a yeah. hooper, man. He'll get buckets for them for sure. He, he is a hooper, and they're having Zach Collins come back from injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nurkic was healthy last year, but I mean, they're they're having just for him the back. bubble. Just for the he was yeah, only healthy exactly. in the bubble, yeah. So that they never even really got a full season out of him. Exactly. Um, yeah. They're they're going to be a dangerous team. Uh, mm-hmm. Dame is my favorite player, favorite player. I mean, I hope they make it to the finals, but I mean, mm-hmm. realistically, uh, I I don't think with what they have. They're not getting past the Lakers. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I agree. Don't um, Dame can only push them so far. Oh. Mm-hmm. Especially with the team like the Lakers, that's so front court heavy, right? And, and Portland's quite the opposite. I just, I think they're finally healthy. For the love of God, they're finally healthy. Like, you know, like Melo's back, and and he's even more comfortable. Like you said, Zach Collins, all those guys are finally healthy. Anthony Simons, I like that kid too. Uh, I'm glad they didn't move on from him. So, Portland, I'm expecting big things from you. Uh, OKC, Hello. not so, not so much. DB, uh, take us to your uh, your old favorite team. Yeah, man, OKC, OKC uh, no bueno. Yeah, let's just say OKC is <laughs> no bueno at this point. Um, yeah, they're just uh, not in great shape right now. They're just, uh, I think they're they're waiting to rebuild. That's basically it. If you just look at their like next like 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> their number one draft picks. Like, it's just them and you, right? Is that basically the only people that are going to be drafting for the next little while? I think it's just them, straight up, just them. Like, they have 17 <laughs> first-round picks in the next two years. That's freaking crazy to me, man. Like, yeah, basically, yeah it's just basically them. That It's yeah. going to be all them for the rest of the time, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think they have really much. Uh, as much as I hate to uh, admit it, I like that uh, Shea Gilchrist Alexander kid. I, I think he's I think he's good. And I'm not a big, like, you know, usually I hate on Canadians for some reason, although I'm from Canada, it makes no sense. But uh, 
you know what I mean, right? Like, I usually yeah. don't like their type of playing style, like Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, yes, yeah. Not a big fan of, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Like those kind of guys, right? Um, that give the rest of them, I guess, a bad name. Uh, but I mean, what's to be expected of a team? Do you think, like, let, let's just list this off real quick. I just want to go through this. Yeah. Durant, Westbrook, <laughs> Harden, Paul George. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Four, four almost MVP caliber players of any year, any year they play. Mm-hmm. They had them all within the past of what, five years, six years? And now nothing. Right. So, I mean, these guys have to rebuild. Yeah. I, I don't know. What do you guys think about this team? I think they, you know, like you said, it, it's almost more, just more impressive because you said they had those four big guys. You know, they had a bucket that they got some picks back for as well. Um, but all of those things just turned into like so many more things, right? Mm-hmm. Like what, like Westbrook, Durant, and and Harden, they got there. They got so close. They were just maybe like a year or two too young. Right? One and year. Then the next they year needed is, one year. When, yeah, and then the next year is when um, you know Golden State kind of flared up. But you know, other than that, they they weren't getting over the hump. So the fact that they were able to turn those four guys and Waka into like you know. Shea and like all these 17 picks that they have, they just they're getting even more back from Clippers from Paul George and Paul George is out of there already. So, um, you know, I think they still have a piece with Al Horford. I think he'll still garner a, a first round pick from an, a contender. Um, but like mm-hmm. you said, SGA looks like they're one kind of real, real player there right now. So, yeah, um, yeah, the, yeah. I think, I think honestly, their ceiling is like a what, like a 10 seed maybe in the West. Uh, at this point tournament would be like a ceiling yeah it'd be like amazing amazing for them (laughs) um and and their floor is like i don't know bottom two in the west like worse that could easily happen yeah Yeah, they they could easily do yeah that bad which kind of sucks but hey they got to rebuild and hopefully this is a team to watch in like the upcoming years right in the next five six years so yeah i think they're really trying sorry what do you think about it when you look at all the teams in the western conference Sacramento, OKC, Minnesota, that can easily be the bottom three. Mm-hmm. And like nobody would bat an eye because every other team is better than them in the West. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's quite crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I think I think their OKC is like following the Sixers mold, right? Like they're just a couple of years behind what the Sixers were trying to do with like trust the process and tanking and, and all that um, over there. So I think OKC is on the right path. Like you said, DB, as soon as LeBron is kind of like – dust in his hands and and and, and brawny and is in the league that's when okc might actually be able to make some noise so um jumping ahead you just said it chris minnesota um it's kind of a weird team as well they could easily be uh like you said miss miss the playing tournament and be one of those floor type teams one of those bottom teams but i think they have a lot of expectations for themselves this year you know they have a, a solid starting five but they're going to be relying on their rookie anthony edwards a lot number one overall pick um you know they have rubio they got d'lo they got edwards cat um and a couple other pieces here and there that they're they're a little bit decent they have a, a tiny bit off the bench with i like that josh Kogi get i'm not sure why but it looks okay but um you know realistically will cat and d'lo take that team into the playoffs i don't think so i think a comfortable spot for them would be playing tournament and I think if they could grab that eight seed, that would be like a championship for them this year. So I don't want to spend too much time on Minnesota unless you guys got something, uh, something there for Minnie. So, I, I yeah. think they miss KG a lot right now. 
They really <laughs> yeah. miscage you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would take Kevin Love at this point. Uh, yeah. They would take Walton Derbyak at this point. <laughs> good shout out. Good. God damn. Wally Derbyak. Uh, <laughs> he was good, man. Good looking dude, too. Paul. Uh, and then just uh, <laughs> rounding out the uh, the last of the Northwest there for the whole Western Conference is Denver. Um, you know, them in Portland probably going to be battling to win this division. So, Faraz, what do you what do you expect from Denver, Jamal Murray there, uh, and Michael Porter Jr.? Um, fuck, to be honest, man, the Nuggets are the exact same team as they were last year, uh, essentially. Um, so, they made the Western Conference Finals. Everyone knows they're a team to be reckoned with. Everyone knows Jokic is a triple-double machine. Uh, he facilitates everything that happens on that court. Jamal Murray can almost score at will especially when he's hot um, for them to kind of take that next leap. Some, something, someone internally has to take that next step. Uh, only logical choice is Michael Porter jr. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think is actually going to happen is I think they're going to showcase him for the first half of the season. And then you're going to see a trade happen at the deadline. Wow. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. And they're going to bring in another piece who could kind of contribute a little more uh, currently than Michael Porter can. Uh, even Do you have anyone he... in mind? Honestly, DeMar. man, I don't, I don't know. DeMar, DeMar looks nice, man. DeMar looks like a nice piece. Um, apart from that, uh, I don't know who, who else is kind of available at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but DeMar would be a very, very nice fit on that team. Um, you think Denver would give up MPJ for for uh, DeRozan for like two more years though? Well, that's the thing. It would have to be on a sign and trade. I think they would have to get more guaranteed years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but again, uh, it, it might not be DeRozan. It might be another piece. Um, we'll see. Uh, D- Denver's tough, man. Um, I can see them kind of, I, I can see them making the Western Conference Finals again. Um, the next step for Jokic and Murray is to kind of get that get that competitive edge, you know, like get that, uh, they need to develop their game mentally to another level and uh, get that, start getting that winning mentality. And then, you know, we deserve to be here mentality that kind of pushes you forward. Um, I don't think that's there yet, but that's just going to come with time. Do you think they can turn into like the Shaq and Kobe of the West? N- no, not as dominant because that's yeah. just impossible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like similar, 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 Four man Shaq. Well, I mean, it's different just because Jokic is like unbelievably opposite to what Shaq is. That's the only thing. Yeah. Um, they don't they don't do anything alike. (laughs) (laughs) Realistically, they don't. Yeah, he's got the big body and he can do some you know bumping around down low. But but no, it's not really his game at all. Right? Like Shaq would just beat you up essentially, (laughs) Mm -hmm. especially when you do calling people up. (laughs) <laughs> I think Jamal Murray has a bit of that mentality, like you were saying, Fraz. I think he's just starting to kind of develop it. And mm-hmm. he's one of those type – we always say that, like, dog-type player. But he's one of those type of guys, I think. Um, we've all heard that stupid story a million times in the playoffs about him shooting free throws in the snow. Yeah. But I think something something cool about Denver is – and I mentioned it before – was they only brought one person when they allowed to uh, the bubble to open up for family members. And everybody brought their family and kids and, and girlfriends and blah, blah, blah. Denver only brought one person, and that was Michael Porter Jr.'s dad, who played in the league as well, who's, who's that type of professional. So 
I think they are on that path of having that type of swagger, but I think it's more so like Jokic um, needing to play it up a little bit more. I think Murray's kind of bringing it up pretty good with them, but still maybe just one piece short. They lost Jeremy Grant, which was, I think, a pretty big loss that they'll miss quite a bit, but hopefully MPJ uh, kind of steps into that role. So um, anybody else, anybody uh, kind of big things that they're looking for here out of the Western Conference? Yeah. Uh, yo, were you saying that uh, MPJ's dad was the only one that was allowed into the bubble for them? Not that he was the only one allowed. That's the only person that they brought. Yeah, like the team decided, like, this is the only dude we're going to bring? Yeah. Yeah. So all yeah, of them, like, both. didn't have family there the whole time, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know about that. Yeah, cool, eh? Thanks for stopping by the session with us. If you like what we're doing, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, tell your neighbor, tell your dog. Peace!